This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I remember, oh, it must be 2016, uh, there was a, a Muslim guy who uh, refused to believe that America was as hateful as everybody said it was. He was in a big media center, he was a media guy, and it just didn't sit right with him, so he went to a very, 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 very red place in Alaska. He came back and said, hmm, I think the press has this all wrong. His name is Riaz Batali. He has been on the program before. He's a dear friend, and we welcome him back to talk about what is happening with the Palestinians, Israel, anti-Semitism, all of this in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Preborn. The world is short on good news right now, but let me give you some. Because of people like you, every single day, the Ministry of Preborn is helping to rescue 200 babies from being aborted. 200 beautiful human beings. What is their future? What will they bring? And it's all because of you. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers get to meet their unborn child or hear her or or his heartbeat for the first time. That's not all, because it's not about just saving the babies. It's compassion for all people. These women coming to these clinics, they feel like they're trapped. They feel like they don't have any other option. Uh, Nobody's standing by them. They don't have the money. That's also what Preborn does. They offer moms maternity clothes, doctor visits. They help uh, the, the life of the child and the mom for up to two years because of generous people like you. Will you donate today? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, that's pound 250, 
keyword baby, or you can donate online at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck or pound 250 keyword baby sponsored by Preborn. Riaz. So good to see you again. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. It has. Yeah. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Parenting. Parenting is worrying and exhausting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm and your kids are getting older now. They're six, six and seven. seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just wait until they get to high school. I know. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm still in the cuddling phase. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. Uh, don't miss a second of that. Yeah. Don't miss a second of that. I took a video of my daughter. I said, promise me that you will always cuddle. And she said, yes. So I'm like, will yeah, this okay. be useful <laughs> when she's 13? Like, no, you promised. Yeah, I have right. it on video. Yeah, it won't be. She'll just give you the eye roll. Yeah. But it'll come back around to it. Um, so, Riaz, there is so much misinformation, disinformation, and hatred going on right now yes and so much fear i can't imagine what it would feel like to be a jew today um but i know you're muslim Mm -hmm. how does it feel to be a muslim today i imagine much the same i think there are there are four things that both sides have in common right now and i think that's true of any binary split we see in the world one is that they are seeing the absolute worst of the other side on their screens. Whether you're a Jewish, whether you're a Muslim, you're seeing the absolute worst of the other side. Two is you're not seeing the absolute worst of your own side. And so we go with these blind spots where we're not aware of our own flaws and weaknesses. Three is that the people in charge represent fewer and fewer of the people that they're supposed to represent. I mean, all the protests in Israel from January Mm -hmm. were saying this is too extreme for us. And and I think everyone felt this tightening, 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 and it was going to spring load, and it did. And, you know, even America, I think the choices we have, I don't know if most people would say, yes, those are the choices I want. And so three is that these people representing represent fewer and fewer. And four is the consequences of those decision makers in their extreme positions, are borne by the average person on both sides. So that is true of Russia, Ukraine. That is true of Israel, Palestine. Those four things are in common. It's absolutely true. And it starts with the screens, is that the darkest part about the screens to me is not that it curates what you like to like. It curates what you like to hate. And that's where we're all walking around with the sense of dread and fear and anger is because we're cultivating a muscle that has never been cultivated to this extent every day, post after post. What do you hate? I like to hate that. I like to hate that. And so that's why we're all walking around primed and angry and rage increases is because these damn screens are designed to make you feel that. Because if the world is burning, you're not going to turn away from your screen. If it's all fine, you can put it down and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And they said in Facebook, pushed an angry emoji five times harder than a thumbs up. Five times harder, not twice. So everything you're getting is the dire worst. Stories of hope, of connection, don't make it through. Conflict is, it's funny, I'm, I'm still pitching times in Hollywood and people will say, what's, what's the conflict? And I'm like, the world is actually burning. Can, can you smell it? <laughs> it's actually, I can smell the burning of the world yeah. and you want more conflict. And there has to be a space for connection because that's where hope comes from. And if there's no hope, then there's, it's all over. So that's what you have decided to do with yes. the rest of your life, or at least this portion of your life, is to connect people. But let's, 
let me drill in mm-hmm. a, a little bit here on just what you just said. Um, you said it probably feels a lot like being a Muslim today, except you have people in America shouting there's only one solution, chanting only one solution, death to the Jews. Um, and so you have this history of 18 holocausts in the world where the world just turned against and just wanted to kill all of them. So I think that is, that's kind of a special place. You know, there's one thing about anger and rage and it makes you do stupid things, but Hamas, Hamas Mm -hmm. is serious about wiping every Jew off the planet. And that seems to be what a lot of people who are marching are kind of for. Well, I, so the unusual thing about my history is I'm a Muslim, but I was always sent to Jewish schools. And so, hmm. I, and you never knew that. I, I would wake up in a Muslim house in a Christian world where I went to Jewish schools where everyone thought I was Hindu <laughs> because my last name is Patel. And there really is such commonality between Jews and Muslims. And I will say to you, I just turned 50. I have never met a Muslim ever. And I've been to Saudi. I've been that has ever not seen why Israel needs to exist and is not in some ways admiring of, of the Jewish community because of how they've, what they came back from. And I, I do not see, so yes, it's funny. It depends on what echo chamber you're living in, because I would say I have college professors who absolutely say to me, we can't say anything pro-Israel right now because we're going to get shouted down. But I also know in Hollywood that there's one position and one position only. And agent, a recent agent made a statement on the Muslim side and she was asked to retract it, walk it back. And so, again, because of our screens, we're all living in these echo chambers where one side is completely for Jews and one side is completely against. And yet the solution is going to be somewhere in between where there's compatibility and camaraderie. So let me ask you, Mm -hmm. um, um, a a majority, new poll, majority of Muslim Americans believe Hamas was justified in committing the terrorist attacks against Israel. How would you answer that question? Absolutely not. I would say I do not support Hamas. I think it's a horrible organization, but I understand why it emerged. Like Hamas is a reaction of desperation. An analogy, if you look at January 6th and you see people sort of just going into the Capitol, if you look at that isolated incident, you're like, oh, they're absolutely crazy. They're horrible people. But there's obviously something that happened before that that led them to a point where they were that desperate. Similarly, and again, this is an analogy. This is much more bloody, much more horrible. There is a desperation that has led to this. This is not something, again, when I said the three things in common, I do not think most Palestinians would like Hamas to be in charge. It's the necessary evil that they have because there is no other option for them Mm. that can get them resources. Mm. We talk about our kids being worried about our kids. Can you imagine being a parent and your child does not have access to food and water and healthcare on a daily basis? I know many people from Palestine who are repeatedly strip searched. They try to bring in resources to the family, it's taken. It, it is a reaction to something that history started before October 7th. Is it justified? No. I don't like Hamas, but I understand why it ended up that we got this Hamas. I do not think any Muslim would want this. So I I believe that to be true, mm-hmm. uh, just like I believe the majority of those who went in on January 6th were led by 
some really bad people. Yes. Who uh, were just saying things that maybe people wanted to hear. I This even, is my analogy. Yes. So there are um, every time I've gone to Israel, I have met with Palestinians mm-hmm. and I met with Jews off the record once the cameras are away. And I have always found Palestinian parents, people who are working now. They're usually people who are crossing mm-hmm. into Israel and that's working where the in opportunities Israel. are. Correct. And they'll always say the same thing. I have no problem. At I have all. no problem. I just, it, it, this is out of control. And so it is kind of like how we feel um, here in America, I think. A lot of people feel like, I, I don't want any of this war. I don't want any of this division, but that's where it's going because of our leadership. Absolutely. I think everyone feels we're on the edge of the civil war. Who who do you know who's like, yes, I'm I'm open to this. I'm open to opportunities being gone for the next few years in a civil war. It doesn't make sense. But I think the way it all works is more and more of these extreme positions are taken and the ordinary person is not being represented. And that's true worldwide. So, okay, so how do we deal with, would you compare Hamas, what they did to Nazis? I would say, yes, I think, I think, I mean, yes, in a way, I, I think that they are horrible people who are now working from an extreme position. Um, I, I think there's no part of me that supports what they're doing. And I don't know any Palestinians who would say this is the way we would choose. It's sort of like. Uh, no, I'm just talking about Hamas. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hesitate on saying that that's a Nazi tag? Kill all the Jews. I think I was just thinking from a political standpoint of where okay, okay. Nazism started. I was being okay. very specific about yeah, the analogy. I know. I watched but, your yeah, eyes. But you were thinking. Was, was it wasn't like, avoiding. No, it was like sort of yeah. what are the levels? I think in the extreme of we don't want Jews to exist. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Um, when we went in, and this is something I've been struggling with, when we went into World War II, we didn't hate the G- Germans. We didn't hate the Germans. Mm-hmm. We hated the Nazis. How do we separate the Nazis, if you will, from the regular Palestinians? This is tricky when you're talking about a place that is so densely packed. I mean, the, the population of Gaza is so tightly packed that how do you say? And I constantly hear this human shields. I'm like, well, there's nowhere else to go. Well, where? Why won't? Why won't any of the Arab neighbors take take them into their own company? Here's country. a perfect example. In another analogy. At the southern border, southern border, there are tons of Mexicans, Central Americans. They're all Christians. How come we are not just opening up our borders to them? Because we're even not though, in that situation. If if they were all being slaughtered like to that, to a large and, extent, they are. People who are coming to the southern border are running away from absolute drug warfare. My point is that there are other factors. There's economic factors, political factors. Mm-hmm. These are not countries with massive opportunity. When you're saying why can't they just accept them? Because they're all Muslims, it's there are other factors. There's struggles that they have in their own countries in a similar way that we don't open up our borders in the South, even though even technically, though we have. Even, well, that's that's a separate story. <laughs> yeah. But but the idea is that even though you all worship the same prophet and you're all Christians in some way, there are political factors, there's social factors why you can't just open up your borders. I think sometimes when we look at the Arab world, we're like, 
you're all Muslims. Why can't you just take them in? But no, there are I other agree. factors. It's, it's, there's, there's tons of problems in these other countries that they don't have opportunities, similar to America, that we don't have enough resources for our own citizens. So we cannot just open up the borders blindly. But I think if you look at Gaza, that's one thing. That's where Hamas is. But if you look at West Bank, there's also been, without Hamas, massive problems, massive issues that I look at the West Bank as more indicative of the problems because there is no Hamas there. And yet there's no opportunity for these people. And there's still this constant surveillance and this constant strip searches. And I know from people I actually talk to. So to me, the West Bank is very much the better case to look at because there is no Hamas there. And yet the treatment is so horrific for so long. And so extremism does grow when there's lack you, of opportunity. First of all, I don't call it the West Bank. I call it Judea and Samaria, the traditional names. But... Um, I know people that live there and I know people, families who have been slaughtered um, by their neighbors, just slaughtered in the middle of the night. I mean, you know, but there's factors behind that. For example, I was showing someone was bringing up to me because I worked in Saudi. They showed me an article of someone and said, look, they hanged this man because he was gay. And so I went and found the original article and was like, well, no, because it was gay, but because he actually assaulted children. So when you say slaughtered, I don't know. I need to know the specifics of this. I think we tend to paint brown people in, in big strokes. And it's the same way that I think, analogously, white people get like all of them. Half of America is white supremacist. It's not. I know that. But if you look at the other side, they will say, well, most white people are white supremacist. And the same way, this broad stroke, every time I look at news footage, it's always the same shot of large crowds of Muslims veiled who are wailing and then all men prostrating in prayer, which, by the way, there are 15 million of my kind of Muslim Ismailis. We don't pray that way. And no one knows anything about us. And men and women are equal. And prayers are led by a man, then a woman, then a man, then a woman. But no one's ever heard of us because there's a broad stroke being painted here. And that's what the screens do. And so I'd have to know the specifics of this situation. And that's why I'm like, the only solution is for people to actually talk because the edits we're getting are edits. What are you seeing in your edit? What are you not seeing in your edit? All right, back in just a second. Give me one minute. Uh, Iran has wrapped up its rhetoric against Israel, sending oil prices surging, paired with a dip in U.S. oil reserves. Our economy could be in a pinch. If we go to war, we're in real trouble. Biden's decision to release over 40% of the U.S. strategic petro uh, petroleum reserves might give us a brief break at the gas station, or did, but as uh, things grow more volatile, the question looms reserves at historic lows since the 1980s. Are we safeguarded against any kind of war or potential oil disruption? Right now, in these uncertain times, it is more important than ever you know, they're talking now about, well, we're just uh, we're giving our arms to uh, Ukraine, but we're then buying all kinds of new things. Yeah, you're buying new things. What is that doing to inflation? We are everything is interconnected right now. And with wars and w rumors of wars, you have to protect yourself. In uncertain times, diversify with Goldline. This week, buy one, five one ounce gold legal tender bar cards and you'll get Two, you get, I'm sorry, one two ounce silver maple flex card, 20 copper Mayflower rounds, and 50 mind your business silver bars. That's all for free. Call 866 Goldline. Protect yourself. Have stability in your life. Call Goldline. Do your own homework and find out if it is right for you. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
So Riaz Patal is uh, with us, a, a dear friend who really is trying to find solutions of connecting people. Um, and you've been going around the country for doing, years, for yeah, years now. Yeah. How's it going? It is anytime I leave a group of people, I am hopeful because they connect. They are able to see each other. They're able to realize that they are not the edits that they see in the screen. And then they're able to talk. And and it's it's such a productive element. We know things are divided. We know we feel conflict. This experience, it's an hour, connect effect. And we do it on college campuses. We do it in community centers. We do it at companies. Anywhere where there's existing communities that are lacking a sense of connection. And they go through this hour show. I'm an entertainment person. It is actually a show. It's entertaining. Because when you're entertained, your ego goes down. Mm -hmm. Everything, the problem is that even though we're all living in an information age, connection is not remotely information-based. I'll show you an edit. You show me an edit. I'll show you facts. You show me facts. And then we go nowhere because it all goes through the brain and ego. Mm -hmm. This is a different way in that permeates. And so we take this group of people and we hard reset their humanity. And we've done it with progressives and liberals, progressives and conservatives in Orange County. We've done it across the gun debate and people are able to see each other and realize oh i don't know you i know and it's about people like you but you i don't know and then they're able to talk my lane is personal transformation so for me the real thing is the loneliness epidemic and part of the isolation from screens leads to this polarization. Well, how do I get a hold of you? How does somebody so want to do this? It's info at connecteffect.us. And we go constantly to places. We arrive with our team. There's a technology that we bring. There's a huge part of it that's on a screen. And it goes between the real world and the screen world. Because that's the whole thing is we live our lives between two worlds. One of them is real. You and I sitting in this room, this is mm-hmm. real. The edits on our screen are not. They're edits. So important. You're you're doing God's work. We are trying to get people to realize that there is hope if you connect with people. And it's the most important thing in the world is connection, and it's disappearing. Info at connecteffect.us. Yes. Thanks, Rez. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. When the time comes, are you ready? If something bad goes down, something always seems to be on the verge nowadays, how how are you going to react? Are you prepared? I always preach preparedness because I think it's, it's kind of like the end of the Bible. Everybody says, we know how the book ends. Yeah, but there's some scary times in there. And the Lord didn't give us that. For the scary time he did, like, you know what? I'm going to freak everybody out after that Jesus thing. It was too soft. Now I'm going to freak people out. No, he said it so we would know what's coming and we wouldn't be freaked out. That's what preparedness does for you. My Patriot Supply sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for power outages, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, survival gear, everything. Plus... Their survival meals. You can get a three-month emergency food kit right now for every member of your family. Just go to mypatriotsupply.com. Prepare for the fall. Well, no, I don't want to say prepare for the fall. I mean, maybe we have to. Anyway, mypatriotsupply.com. That's mypatriotsupply.com. And don't forget, more on Blaze TV than ever before. We have an announcement coming up. Subscribe.blazemedia.com. 
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. That was a, that was a tough half hour. Um, Riaz is a very good friend of mine. I love him to death. Uh, and I think he is a truly honest guy who is truly honestly seeking. And I, I know that because he has changed my mind, my mind on uh, some things and a way to view things. And uh, I've changed his mind. And it is not easy for somebody who grows up with a certain ideology, you know, and I'm talking about everybody, to, to say, oh, you know what? I have that wrong. It's really difficult. I will listen to everybody's point of view as long as you are seeking, honestly seeking truth. Um, and the truth that I find uh, in the last half hour is that we must look at individuals. Now, I happen to be at a place to where I look at uh, the Palestinians in Israel, in and around Israel, a lot like I do the Germans, which we never, I'm from German heritage. We never hated the Germans. Once the Nazis were gone, we didn't hate the Germans, but we did bomb the Germans um, because we needed to kill all the Nazis. And uh, when it was over, there were still some Nazis alive. And we did hunt those people down and either try them or shoot them if we got into a, uh, a battle with them. Um, but war is war. And when your ideology, I can make the same excuse for the Germans. They had gone through things that I believe we did because of Woodrow Wilson I believe we created the conditions for Adolf Hitler. But that doesn't matter in the end. What matters is, will people have the courage to stand up and fight against their own leadership if it becomes out of control? We're going to have to answer that question as well, I think. If this doesn't... Look, this is happening all over the world. We don't agree with our leadership all over the world. But I have zero tolerance of anybody who says gas the Jews. Uh, I have zero tolerance of, of people who are chanting, there's only one solution. I'm sorry. I have no tolerance for the people who are doing that. I'd like to understand you, but... Uh, that doesn't mean I excuse you by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. I am trying very hard to be a better man every day. And I don't at this point want to strike out in anger on anything. Our emotions have to be intact it would help us all to be a little more spotlight right now because everything we do will have consequences and what i've been talking about all day today has been what we're doing at the blaze to shore ourselves up because the time is coming when we won't be able to do business 
I believe uh, if the world goes into war, there'll be a lot of voices that will just disappear because there cannot be dissent is what they will say. We can't be un-American. And one of the things that we do is, you know, we have we've done a lot on covid We've done a lot on the World Economic Forum. We've done a lot on ESG, uh, transgenderism. We do not play the game because to us it's not a game. Unfortunately, uh, this last summer, this started under Biden, um, but this last summer we've reached a breaking point. My, my Facebook page alone is down 90%. Now, I know the ratings and I know uh, the power of this program, and there is nothing, nothing that isn't going up 20, 25, 35 percent, let alone go down 90 percent. This is their algorithm, and they started it this uh, summer when we were talking about the Great Reset. I did a special on the dark future, and I said at the top of that, this will probably get us shut down. And in a way, it did. Everything that we put out online, all of our stories, everything that we do has been demonetized. So what that means is if we are going to have a news division, we can't pay for it. And they know this. And that's why they're doing this to these companies. They're going to put us all out of business if we rely on advertisement. So earlier today, I announced part of the beginning of blaze tv plus um, if you go to theblaze.com, we want you to be able to go right directly to our website and i know people don't do that now they get it from their news feed but this is a mistake because you're only getting maybe 10 percent of what i post so you can go to blaze tv uh, sorry you can go to theblaze.com and get your news and we have taken all advertising off there is not a single advertiser. We're hoping that you will join Blaze TV Plus and you will help us because as we showed you last hour, we are doing all kinds of things. We are adding more opinion. We are adding experts uh, in, in, different, uh, in different realms. We are also um, doing now documentaries. One will come out hopefully every month is our plan, uh, and it'll be a documentary. This one is on Lahaina. What happened? Everybody walked away, but what really happened there? Why did it happen? What was this thing about the governor saying, we're looking into buying the land right away? We went in and did our homework, and you'll see what we found uh, next week on Blaze TV+. Plus. Also, we are working on something else, because I believe that the time has come for not only the mainstream media to start responding to us and us stop responding to them because we're leading the way now. The next phase of this, and there are a lot of people that are doing it, um, but I think we can do a really good job on this. Um, we are going to begin uh, to offer uh, scripted programming. We're really excited about a new series. It uh, takes us in a different direction, but it's a whole new division, so it's not going to affect anything. Uh, we have a new program beginning called Dusty Bluffs, and it's an episodic, and it's our love letter to small-town America. 
Um, it centers around two grown men, or they claim to be grown men, MP and Jer, and they are paper boys for the Dusty Bluffs cassette. Uh, that's the local newspaper. And it's a small desert town in which they both live, and the dudes love their jobs. Um, you know, they deliver papers out of a dune buggy. But when the owner of the Dusty Bluffs, Dusty Bluffs Gazette uh, is wanted by the law and slips out of town, everybody feels betrayed, decides to boycott the newspaper. After the Gazette's lone reporter quits, they're fo- faced with a massive dilemma. Figure out a way to keep the paper, which they never read, going or walk away from the best jobs they've ever had. Uh, here's a little preview of just some of the <laughs> highlights from these idiots. Made in China. Okay, good. Oh, good. Mr. Bratcher, by chance you know if these vases are from the Dong Dynasty? Lock them up! Coley, it's hard to hear you with all that caca in your mouth. Yeah, why don't you take some of that caca out of your mouth? We can smell your breath and clear up here. You can't be told about this. No one, dude. Boys, help! Jerry's choking. <laughs> I think we're gonna take off. Nope. Actually, I might just chill for a minute. We'll just chill. Tom! Colleen, grab a couple precious items and get out of the house. There's a maniac inside. Don't go to sleep. Shut the lock! Shut the I'm not sure if you'd like to read the news, but... think you'll like this it is just silly and fun and feel good and you like everybody in it and it's something the whole family can sit down and uh watch we are doing everything we can to ensure that we have contact with you by combining blaze tv and blaze news we're completing our mission now of providing a safe haven for questioning the mainstream media and the elite's narrative and calling out corruption without for uh, without any fear of deep platforming. If you're if you're a subscriber, you've got it. If you're not already a subscriber of Blaze TV, please go now and please support what we're doing. We're taking a huge risk. Uh, we were going to be put out of business slowly by n- people not allowing advertisement on our stories or we were going to count on you and i would i would always bet on you uh if you'd like to join us on this mission blaze tv.com slash glenn get 36 dollars off your subscription with the promo code glenn plus glenn plus blaze tv.com slash glenn We have a lot of work to do in this country, and it seems like the battle is always uphill, especially when it comes to fighting against the left's constant effort to destroy America from within. Can you believe how clear it is that people are just 
intentionally destroying us now? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile company, and they offer dependable nationwide service so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on, but you don't have to worry that parts of your bill are going to go fund leftist causes. Send a message to the rest of the country. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights? Do you believe in religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment? Do you believe our military should be the best in the world? 100% U.S.-based customer service team at Patriot Mobile is going to help make switching easy. So whether you're keeping your number, your phone, or upgrading one or both, go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code BECK. It's patriotmobile.com slash back or 972-PATRIOT. This is how big tech and our ruling elites do it. They decide they want to suppress a story and they use all sorts of tactics and they leverage all the players in big tech to crush it. We have been demonetized more times than I can count for telling the truth about COVID, the BLM riots, government corruption, vaccine safety, that's a big one, and so many more. Stories that we were willing to take the hit on because they were things you needed to know about. We've been demonetized over and over. And honestly, fine, who cares? But what does matter is the truth. Every time they demonetize a story or label it as misinformation and lies, they just suppress it so no one gets to hear the actual truth. Most Americans get their news on social media, in their feeds, and Big Tech uses the demonetization and misinformation labels as tools to make sure those stories never get to your feeds. Well, we're sick of it and we've decided to get rid of them entirely. We've removed all ads on Blaze News because we've decided rather than being dependent on ad exchanges, we'd rather rely on you. And we're investing in more quality content like expert analysis, insightful commentary, and real authentic investigative reporting. Go to theblaze.com to check out the all new ad-free experience and see for yourself. I think you're gonna love it. Glenn Beck. We had a uh, a pilot yesterday uh, on Horizon Air uh, try to shut the engines down mid-flight. The captain and co-pilot grabbed him and stopped him and radioed the ground. Here's what it sounded like. Give you a heads up. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's the dude. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. I love this. I, pilots are just so... Um, that looks like a clear skies. It'd be 73 when we land. I mean, uh, the guy tried to shut the pilots or shut the uh, engines down. Don't know why exactly. Um, but, uh, engine power was not lost and, uh, they got him out of the cockpit and subdued him. This is one of the stories on, uh, on blaze media today at theblaze.com. Uh, there's lots of stories uh, on there today that I think you'll find interest. Uh, the lead story is American Jews are rushing out to buy firearms and practice shooting in the face of terrorism abroad and anti-Semitism is at home. It is really 
horrific to see what is happening here at home with anti-Semitism. Poll finds Americans overwhelmingly support Israel's war on Hamas, but younger Americans defend Hamas. We have a split. If you've gone to school and gone to college, you're split. You've been brainwashed. And uh, slight majority, 51%. 51% of 18 to uh, 24 year olds said the terror attack by Hamas on Israel could be justified. Could be justified. If you are 65 and older, 95% said Israel was right. 84% of all respondents sided with Israel. It's a frightening number coming from 18 to 24 year olds. 51%. These are our leaders of the future, and they side with Hamas. The Glenn Beck Program.